Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're a nurturer, your deepest why is that you love making it safe for other people to thrive. Uh, Your superpower is just your sanctuary and you're always looking out for people. And the reason for that is you just want them to do well, right? And you're really good at that. You just comfort us. Those are the strengths of a nurturer. Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Well, I hope all is well with you today. It is another beautiful day here in North Carolina, and this episode is brought to you by our sponsors, Habit Stack, Ignite Management Services, and Liberty Strength. These sponsors help me bring these shows to you each and every week, so I encourage you to click on their links below and check them out. Also, I want to encourage you to join us on our growing YouTube channel. Search for Deep Leadership on YouTube for videos of all my interviews and exclusive content. Well, that is it. Today, we're going to be talking about connecting with customers, and my guest is Christina Fry. Christina is a marketing expert who helps business owners find their voice. She has developed a list of marketing archetypes that help entrepreneurs better connect with the right customers. Now, this was an interesting discussion that I know will be helpful in your leadership journey. So, are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to Deep Leadership. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former Cold War submarine officer who spent 20 plus years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Are you ready for some real world actionable advice from John as well as his expert guests? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Welcome to the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Christina Fry. Christina runs a boutique marketing practice called Innate Marketing Genius, where she helps solo business owners own their voice, market to their strengths, and get the right clients consistently. Her holistic marketing approach grew out of a lonely and chaotic time when she moved to Boston on her own, and she discovered her unique way to connect with people. She recently gave a TEDx talk about this subject. She has developed a marketing system that helps business owners understand their marketing archetype so they can better connect with the right customers. And I am excited to have her on the show to help us understand how we can better connect with the people who buy our products and services. So, Christina, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Sean. Great to be here. It is nice to meet you, and um, I'm really excited to talk about this subject. Um, So, first of all, though, before we dive deep into this idea of archetypes, uh, tell us what you do at Innate Marketing Genius. Like, why do clients come to you in particular, and what makes your company so unique? 
So sometimes when you're in business for a while, you know who you're meant to be serving, but it's a little bit challenging to really demonstrate the beauty and depth and impact of what you do with your clients out in the wider world, right? And so what I help people do is own their inner authority out in the wild blue yonder, right? Just like be that incredible communicator and um, value provider. And I do this with what I call content-rich strategies that show that you know what you're doing and you care about people. So that could be things like this, like a podcast or a signature talk or just something that is deeper than a bunch of Instagram posts. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't work. I mean, if you just put pictures of your... Kids. You can be strategic about that stuff. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting. And, and, and I really like what you're saying there because I think um, one of the things we're going to talk about is that you know, marketing is connecting humans to humans. And I think we forget that sometimes. We think it's company to customers. And it's really always a human to human connection. So I'm really interested to hear about these archetypes and 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 making us helping us think differently about the way we do marketing communication. So first of all, how did you discover these marketing ar- archetypes? I mentioned you discovered a unique way to connect with people through your experience moving to Boston. Maybe you can talk us through a little bit of that and then how that kind of got into these uh, marketing archetypes. Sure. So when I moved to Boston, I knew I was going to start a, a marketing company. I won't bore you as to where that came from, but I just I knew it was time for a field study just to try something that I had happened upon. And uh, it was a way to identify for any business owner like their favorite way of serving humans. It's sort of this sneak attack guided journey I take people on to just really get into the juice and the energy of how much you love helping other humans. Right, I have a way to do that. It takes about 90 minutes. And what came out of those sessions, because I worked with 40 people over four months to just really see if this was going to work. Um, and it was sort of the inner side of marketing because there's the inner side, like, who are you? What do you care about? Like, what do you want to say? And then, of course, there's the outer side, like, you know, what are you going to um, use as far as your marketing vehicle? And how are you going to make that work? And how are you going to get your numbers? And that, well, you know, this was the inner side. So every single time I, did one of these guided journeys, what came through for me hearing them was this like image of a character, right? I was just going, you're like a master of ceremonies or wow, you're like this incredible, what I now call adventure guides where you're just out up front being bold. And it was just all from what I heard people reflect when they got honest about how they absolutely love helping other humans. So that's where that all came from. I was like, helping these 40 people. And then I had 40 archetypes. And then I'll just connect a couple other dots. I looked at those because I had to give a talk and I was like, what am I going to talk about? And I found that there were five really solid categories, nurturers, adventure guides, door openers, steady presences, and celebrators. I found those in 2017 and I've never had to amend it. I'll I'll tell you all about what those are, but that's where it all began. Well, that's interesting. And so were you, you know, the people that you were dealing with, this 40 people you're talking about, these were solo entrepreneurs? These were, that had business? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that. Yes. Yeah. I, they were anybody from real estate agents to accountants to, you know, like interior designers or life coaches, people who, who you know, you are your own brand. Yeah. With those kind of business owners. So my question to the to you is, what why, what I... And what I typically find with with people who are leading businesses or entrepreneurs like myself is that we're really good at 
making a pizza, for example. We may be really good at selling houses, but we're often terrible at talking about how we sell houses or make pizzas, right? So we we are um, we're the worst at marketing. <laughs> so we we're really good at something, uh, but but it typically it's not marketing. So did you find that as you were talking through these with these individuals that they um, they had some sort of deep passion for what they did? I, I love what you said. They really you you try to uncover uncover how they help other humans, right? Is that and how so you love helping other how they love helping other Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and so when you ask those questions, that's when you sort of get to the heart of why who they are and and why they do what they do. Is that right? I mean, I'll just tell you the behind the scenes. Like you basically in that journey, you go to a place that you generate out of thin air, and it's the place that just makes you come alive. And when you're there, you start sharing it with others. This is part of my process. And I call it sneak attack because it's basically you getting to decide how would I like to share it with this other human who would really benefit from it? This is all mine. This is all like a visualization that you have control over, but you really have to surrender too, because you're always listening for like, what would really be life-giving? How would I truly love to help this other human in this beautiful place that I've generated. And, you know, and every person I've ever worked with has a slightly different way of offering. Just that offering process. It's wild. I never expected that. It's like just me taking people through a journey, you know, and then it starts revealing like, well, some people love to be all huggy and warm. And they're like all about that. Some people are just very cool and they're like, I'm just going to beam that vibe over to that person. I'm not going to talk to them. Other people are super playful and filled with all kinds of um, flair, you know. So it always revealed something. Yeah, interesting. And I do like one of the things that you, you when you say helping, one of the things that I found and I learned early in my career is that when you think of, I always said to myself, well, I wasn't a salesman, right? I'm not good at sales. I'm not good at marketing. I'm good at what I do, which is operations and making great products and designing great products. But the point of the matter is, if you think of selling and marketing as helping versus trying to get somebody to buy your stuff, which is, I'm, I'm, I want to help you. I want to help you be successful. It changes the whole dynamics. I know for me, as a, as a, you know, probably about maybe 20 years ago, I made that shift where it was like, I'm, I'm here to help you. I want to help my customers be successful. When you make that shift, it's like selling is easy at that point because there's you're like, no, let me help you. <laughs> let me. I really want to help you be successful in what you do. And I, I love the idea of thinking about uh, the origins or the deep-rooting beliefs of why you want to help people. I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah, and that's why I have to be a little bit sneaky about it because the thing that I walk people through at the time, and even today with clients, it's sort of like, why are we doing this? Which mm. tells me, they are far enough away in the way they're thinking about this process from the day-to-day -day grind of marketing that they can finally be real and present about... Because people don't think about marketing as helping for the most part. So this is me being like, well, what if you could? And then we, you know, we go from there. That's fantastic. I love this. So now, um, so maybe you can walk us through some of the archetypes and then tell us how they help us um, with with both leadership and also creating compelling content. So how does the archetype, knowing what kind of archetype we are, how does that help us? So maybe talk us through some of the some of the archetypes and how it helps us. Yeah, and I'm going to start there because 
there's kind of a lot to say and I don't want to go on and on. And then if you okay. have questions, then I can share like how to create content because those are okay. two questions. Yeah, I'd love to address them. So the first one is if you're a nurturer, your deepest why is that you love making it safe for other people to thrive. Uh, your superpower is just your sanctuary and you're always looking out for people. And the reason for that is you just want them to do well, right? And you're really good at that. You just comfort us. Those are the strengths of a nurturer. And then um, uh, the next type is adventure guide. An adventure guide is somebody who seems to really see what's possible for the people they serve, even before the people they serve do. And they really want people to reach for the bold goals. Like, just let's do this. And the way they they help is not by pushing people, which is tempting. Um, it's by reaching for boldness themselves. So they actually model the behavior they want to inspire in others and they do an amazing job. So those are adventure guides. Then you have door openers. These are what I kind of think of as like the Da Vinci of these types, meaning they love to look at every different angle of a situation or many different ideas, or it's like entire new worlds open up just in the way you look at something. So it's that opening the door of perception and uh, their strength is that they never get rigid in the way they think about anything. There's always a different way to get at it. Incredible problem solvers, incredible educators. Okay, so that's door openers. Also, I like to call them diamond minds because mm. they're multifaceted. Then you have steady presences, a little bit a different energy. Steady presences are sort of the calm and the storm, the lighthouse, the pillar. They are these deep treasure troves of resources, uh, expertise, people that they know, like they just go deep. And these are the people who also like marketing the least because they don't want to go out and go after it. They want yeah. to actually come find them and then yeah. they solve every problem. Their deepest why is that they want to assure you, you can get through anything and they're going to help you do it. The last type is a celebrator. A celebrator is somebody who they really come off as like, wow, they're the life of the party or wow, they have all this design sense. Their deepest why though, is that they want to bring the good life. That is a healthy celebrator. They want to up-level people's enjoyment of life, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. And um, they might be the one that brings like the humor or, you know, again, they're really, really fun and they're the walking party. So that's a celebrator. Um, their superpower, I would say, is that they're really good at appreciating. They can move mountains by just recognizing the things that are going well and to really recognize the joy in their life. So that that's just sort of the real top level of the five. And of course, people can be a combination of two. But when you get to like more than two, then we need to talk. <laughs> this is here to help you focus, not to give you a million ways to be. Yeah, interesting. I, I like that. I, you know, I was, I was trying to think of what I where I fit in that, just as you're describing. I may probably be the steady presence, which is put out a lighthouse, you know, and um, you know, and let people come when they want to come. But I'm not one that's going to push you in a certain direction. But I have a deep well of knowledge. In fact, the podcast called Deep Leadership for a reason, right? There's a deep well of knowledge there. But you got to come and find me, and you got to you got to you know subscribe to the podcast. You got to watch the videos, you got to find it, read the books. But uh, I love, I love this. Um, you know, and the second part of my question was now, now if you know these and you know these about yourself, how does that help you create compelling content and really with your communication techniques? 
One of my favorite questions. So if you're a nurturer and you have this real, you know, safe energy about you and community building, um, you have a permission slip to get real and really be honest about how people might be suffering. So these are the ones like I'm actually a nurturer. We don't have to swoop in with the solutions right out of the gate. We're the ones that are like, I see you and I see exactly why it's tough. And here is a story that reveals to you, you can actually move through it. And here's where I'm going to take you. So that's kind of the foundation of how a nurturer needs to present. Um, and it, they they sometimes feel very confronted by that because it's like, but I just want to bring the warmth and the coziness. It's like, but you're the ones who are the best at being real. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, so those are nurturers. So when you tell a story, you want to ask yourself, like to create content specifically, you want to really get clear on why are you making it safe? Like, what is it that is possible for people when it is a bit more safe for them to thrive? What does thriving look like, right? That's a huge question, like a driving question for nurturers. The other one is sort of the other side of that coin. What are the monsters you're protecting us from? Like, why is safety even important, right? So what is what is that going on? And then the final question for them is, how do you love to bring sanctuary? Because every nurturer has their own way of creating that. Like for me personally, I love offering new ways of looking at things. I got a little door opener going on. And so I actually create safety by doing that. I make it safe to actually look at things in a different way. That's where I'm coming from. Mm. So that's nurture. I'll, I'll move on unless you have a question about that. No, I, I love it. I, I, I get it. I understand it. So that's why. Okay, great. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So adventure guides, um, again, very, very different energy. An adventure guide, because... You are so good at showing that really great possible goal on the horizon. You just need to tell us all about that. Like what is possible if we engage with you? And what's interesting about that is we don't really need to hear all about your expertise or how credible you are, at least not right out of the gate. Maybe that comes later once you're like, you know, three steps into the the marketing slash uh, sales process. But right in the beginning, it's like, what's possible? And you're the ones who are using more visuals and, you know, just getting us to see it. Because when we see it and we see you reaching for it and achieving it, then we just want to work with you. Nothing. Mm. Your guide's okay. Your, um, the question for content generation is really, what are those bold goals that a lot of your clients are kind of afraid to reach for, but you're helping them get there? What is a common one? Also, what is a bold truth that people really need to hear right now? A lot of uh, adventure guides are kind of recovering because they've been so bold in their life and people have given them a lot of pushback. But sometimes it's just time to speak the bold truth, right? So that's an adventure guide telling a good story. That's how you create content. And I have very specific questions. I'm not going to give you every single one. But a good one is overall, what are those bold goals you want them to reach for? And then how are you going for one too? That's another one. What are your bold goals right now? So you can talk about them and illustrate where you're doing. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. 
Leadership skills are like any other skills. You need to practice them to get better at them. Best-selling leadership author John S. Rennie knows this. That's why he's written a new book called You Have the Watch. It's a guided journal for leaders designed to take you through an entire year of leadership training. By the end of the year, you will master 50 of the most important leadership skills. If you want to have a greater impact on the results and people in your organization, go to youhavethewatch.com and pick up your copy today. This episode is brought to you by Habitstack. Habitstack is an accountability system for business leaders and their teams. You probably manage tasks with Notion, Asana, Trello, or even a spreadsheet. Personally, I've used dozens of different ways to track my to-do list over the years. All of these systems are useful, but they have their weaknesses. Traditional to-do lists quickly become overwhelming and disorganized. They don't clarify what tasks are truly most important right now. They also don't build accountability habits. Business leaders and their teams need a true accountability system to operate at peak effectiveness. Positive accountability helps everyone stay focused on the strategic priorities. Habit Stack makes the process easy and keeps the team aligned. It builds the weekly habits people need in order to stay the course. With Habit Stack, you will set crystal clear goals, align your tasks to those goals, and make progress every single week. I've used Habit Stack myself and found that it is a simple and intuitive way to track actions and maintain accountability for my employees. The good news is you can try Habit Stack for free at habitstack.com. And also, for a limited time, the team at Habit Stack have agreed to provide the listeners of deep leadership with free one on one training not just on the software, but also on how to leverage accountability in the right way with your team. So sign up for a free trial at habitstack.com and then tell the team you heard about them on Deep Leadership to get the free one-on-one training. Get Habitstack and get your strategic priorities done. Go to habitstack.com today to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Ignite Management Services. Ignite is led by Mike Watson, who you might remember from episode 137. Mike and his team believe that everything starts with leadership, whether it's strategy execution or cultural transformation. It's the role of the leader to create the conditions for their people to succeed. The team at Ignite can help you develop critical habits to enhance your leadership capability and transform your business. Ignite Management is now offering the Resilient Leadership Assessment Tool, This is an online questionnaire designed to assess and guide leadership development, coaching, and team building. It provides leaders an opportunity to gain insights into their leadership strengths and development needs. After taking this assessment, you will receive a custom detailed report that provides practical and actionable recommendations to enhance your effectiveness. I have taken this assessment myself and found it to be extremely valuable in helping me make changes to my leadership approach. Right now, Ignite is offering 15% off the price of this tool to the deep leadership audience. Go to ignitemanagement.ca and enter the code START15 at checkout to get started today. This episode is brought to you by Jeremy Clevenger at Liberty Strength. As a high-performing leader, you know that leadership isn't about telling people what to do. It's about leading by example. And for most people, the one area that they are lacking when it comes to leading by example is their health and fitness. By improving your health and fitness, every other area of your life improves. Your energy skyrockets, your sleep improves, your confidence increases, and more. But how can you get and stay fit as a busy leader? Well, you do what you've always done. You hire the best people for the job. Don't struggle on your own. Put Liberty Strength in your corner. 
Jeremy and his team will work with you to take your physique, mindset, nutritional habits, and more to the next level with his step-by-step, all-inclusive coaching program. I've worked with Liberty Strength for the past two years, and I'm in the best shape of my life, and I'm still hitting strength personal records at 56 years old. If you want to step up your game, reach out to Jeremy at LibertyStrengthTX.com to find out more and get your initial consultation scheduled with him today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Door openers, because you have a million ways of solving problems, lots of ideas, your challenge is not creating content, ever. (laughs) It's more like, how do you stay relevant to the people you're providing value to or could provide value to by scanning across everyone you're working with now and figuring out, and this might take some time to really see like, okay, what are those top five things people are struggling with right now, right? And then then if I were advising someone, pick one, pick one of those top five issues and then go take a hike with your dog so that your mind can be free to come up with like 50 ideas that you want to present around that and then come back down to just one. The, th- the reason door openers really just need to do one little bite-sized thing at a time is that you're naturally asking us to innovate and that's unsettling. Mm-hmm. So break it down, make it bite-sized. We need like the little trial period from you, you know? Um, so that's the door opener. And then for study presences, this is where you probably okay. live. Um, your whole thing is, how do you like what is a resource that you would love to just talk about because you're excited that it's just so helpful to a lot of the people you serve or a piece of expertise of course or a person you know that could swoop in and you know solve a problem or have a different viewpoint now the way to really tell the story and this is the best way i think that a study presence can get at the goodness of what they do Go do something where you can deep dive into your work. That might be going to a conference. It might be, you know, having some, a powwow with some of your work colleagues. It could be anything where you're just like really understanding more deeply what you do or just learning something. And then coming back and sharing that. And it is okay for you to go completely over our heads. Here's why. What I've noticed with steady presence is we actually don't care if we understand you. It's all we care about is that you understand it. Because yeah. when we have a problem in your lane, we'll come to you because we know you've got it. And the complexity, right? It's just wild. I've seen so many study presidents give talks. I'm like, I don't understand a word they're saying. But I love it. And I can't stop listening. And I want to do business with them. It's interesting that you say that because, you know, right now I'm working on my doctorate, strategic leadership, like, oh, and I'm 56 years old and I'm diving into a doctorate degree. And and why? I don't know. Maybe because it's like, I, I've got to, di- I want to dive deeper. I want to learn more. I want to be able to share it with, with the people that are listening to this podcast, the people who read my books. I want to share more and more of what I'm learning through my experience, 30 years of leading people, but also 
the academic side as well, digging deep into that side. So it's interesting. So when I noticed that I probably was fit in that category, and then I was like, you're like, oh, they think you go do something where you dive deep and you you take that and you bring it back to your audience. I'm like, okay, that's me. <laughs> they definitely yeah, fit that I category. Say, you yeah. don't need to wait until, maybe you're not already, but you don't need to wait until you have those letters past your yeah. name. You can geek out. I call it geeking out in public. You just... Oh, yeah. Oh, no, look at my website. I, I put some of my my papers I've written on there and they are total geek out. So <laughs> they don't make sense to anyone yeah. except maybe me and my professors. <laughs> right, but I, I hope I, I mean, you know, it sounds like you're like having fun with this and that's fantastic. Yeah. I yeah. just want to point out that the fact that those papers are there speaks louder than any conscious understanding that I might have of that paper. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And then celebrators. Celebrators, they're the ones that I think look at me sideways the most. <laughs> I tell them how to tell a story. So celebrators are all about like enjoyment of life and they're really, really good at it. And of course, enjoyment of work too and the people that they work with. So it's literally just look around. Look around how you serve and work and do your thing every day and identify what are the things that you enjoy the most? What are the things where there's the most life who do you appreciate, even as fellow leaders that you could really call, like bring in and talk about? That's where your content is. Like, what is it you're enjoying and who are you appreciating? Mm. And I'll give you one example because I always feel like it seems so fluffy to just start with that as your marketing. But one, one thing is when the NASA space program was on in like the 60s, one of the biggest influencers was... John F. Kennedy. And I actually see him and the science fiction writers of the time as the celebrators of that effort because they were the ones that appreciated the potential of going to the moon. And like, I think they were a huge factor in getting what billions, if not trillions of dollars yeah. moved in that direction. Cause everyone suddenly was like, oh, I, you know, there's this power that comes from a celebrator really appreciating openly and seeing the potential. It just moves mountains. So I'm not saying that lightly. <laughs> yeah, no, I can definitely see that. Um, and it does make a lot of sense. Uh, and I, so, I mean, I mean, I'm sure our listeners are listening in and they're saying, ah, I fit into this category, I maybe fit in this category. How can someone discover, really, really, is, is there a method to be able to discover which archetype you fit into? Oh, yeah. This is basically <laughs> the question I got when I started doing these talks. So I spent a year coming up with an assessment and it's up. So it's actually free and people can just take the assessment. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. Yes. It takes about five to seven minutes. I have one thing to say about it. Uh, let it stir you up a little because I would imagine if you're listening to this podcast, you're someone who already likes helping people. The mm -hmm. challenge is not Oh, are you someone who likes helping? I already know you do. The challenge is to be honest with how you're maybe not predisposed to yeah. help. So you yeah. can really focus down on that deepest why. So a little courage, a little honesty, that'll help. I love that. So um, maybe, you know, you, you've worked with clients in, in with this methodology. Can you give us some examples of maybe where you've helped um, a solo entrepreneur clarify their archetype and then also clarify their messaging and what that did with the business? Do you have any stories that you could share about maybe some success stories through that? Yeah, I actually was just working with a client this afternoon that is um, a great success story. So 
Here is a financial advisor who's one of the smartest people I know, just all the Ivy League education he could possibly get. And lots of clients, believe it or not. And he came to me because he was ready for a refresh. He was sort of on a plateau, maybe a little bored. Everything was just kind of coasting along. And um, really, his market was not that broken. It just wasn't that exciting and not filled with life. He was a good networker. He was a philanthropist. He is a philanthropist in the community. Uh, there's a lot of things that were going well. However, he wanted some to breathe new life into his business and his, definitely his marketing. So his archetype was Yoda. No. Um, I love it. <laughs> he has a steady presence through and through, but specifically Yoda. And the reason I landed on that is that every time he opens his mouth, he takes really stressful things, things that have a lot of charge, and gives a clear, calm path the way the little guy on Star Wars does. So it was just, and I'm not the only one to call him that, I'm just saying. So he's Yoda and the the actual uh, strategy became a short form podcast, an educational, it's like educational bites. Um, yeah. And I can actually tell you the name, it's called Great Points, Great Points Financial Podcast. And uh, he's been doing this now for three years. Oh, wow. And what has happened with that is, you know, he, okay, when we market, it's not just to the wider community, which that's been going all right, but it's also to the people you're already serving. Like he's able to give, you know, someone who just inherited some money and has no idea what to do with it. He has a podcast episode just for that. And what look it is to just give that to someone who you're already working with. Yeah. Because as you know, anyone who's a financial advisor, you have to keep the clients that you have as much as you need to get new ones, right? right? Yeah. Not only that, but he's actually gotten a um, a new like advisor, like a younger advisor who found him through Spotify or wherever he was listening to a podcast. He's like, this guy, I want to work with him. So things like that have been happening. And then he builds alliances with the people that he brings on to interview on the show because he's doing that now. He, he used to do just educational bites. Now he's kind of interspersing some interviews. So then they actually reach those audiences, right? They, they kind of combine on it. You know how this goes. You're a podcaster. So that has gone like today. I'll just tell you my favorite part of this. Today in my networking meeting, he got up in front of like 30 people and he did a live broadcast just for fun for 10 yeah. minutes. He's like, I'm going to post this podcast. I'm like, what are you doing right now? He's like, yeah, I, I know what he was terrified. I shouldn't say terrified. But he was pretty terrified to start this yeah, one. Yeah. No, he's like, he's kind of out doing me. Like I do a podcast, <laughs> but I would never do what he just did. That's so um, Yeah. And he's like becoming this known commodity. He's out in the community doing stuff for late. I mean, yeah. So that's one of my favorite. Like I just see him a lot. So it's just tough. Yeah. I, I love that. And, and one of the things helped me to understand this because, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I run a business. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, but a lot of times we, I, I, I struggle with social media. Like, uh, like, you know what I mean? People say, oh, you should post everything about your life and share and this, that, and the other thing. But I have a hard time, like to me, is like this, this, this podcast about leadership is I want to empower people to be great leaders. I, it's not about me. It's about, it's about others, right? Empowering others to become really great at what they do. So it's not about me. It's not my story. It's not me in front of, but, but, but then you have to be, you have to put a person to the story, right? So you have to be present in those stories. 
So how do you help people maybe like me who are struggling to say, I don't really want my face in front of all this stuff. I just want to share this knowledge and this wisdom. And it sounds like your client was similar. He was sort of in the background, an expert, but now he's sort of in the presence. So that's a big shift for people. And, and do you help them through that journey? Yes. So a couple of things about that. I just want to start off with, you know, how you help people both on social media and otherwise. One of my favorite ways, other than my journeys and all the kind of inner work that I do with clients is to do field studies, right? Like I bet that there are enough people around you that you're, maybe they are people who work for you or their clients or both customers, I should say, who you could actually have a real talk with and say, hey, I have some questions about where the value really is in when I communicate in a certain way, right? So like when I work with clients who are a little bit lost about how to show up, not only do I go through the archetype stuff and figure out a good strategy for them, but I also, you know, it's time to just get out and hear it from the people you're actually helping, right? You know, today, and you're getting results from And Nine times out of 10, when we do that, the the things that get reflected back to us are pretty different than what we think. You know, I call it like that's your client service brain versus your marketing brain. Your marketing brain just wants to get it out there and get attention and get results, right? Your client service brain is like, how can I serve this person and make their situation better? That's a really different brain. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's my way of getting you into client service brain. It's just really, you can actually figure it out for yourself by really thinking carefully about like, but I think it's also healthy to just let them speak on their own behalf about what what you've done for them. Now, when you hear that and you hear five different or 10 different or however many, like you're hearing from the field what people get from you. This is how I landed on the archetypes. This is like really, you know, getting real about what works and what doesn't work. Um, then you're going to see, oh, okay, maybe people absolutely love it when I talk about my family in this particular way because it helps them get from here to there. Maybe they didn't have hope about this particular thing, but when I told them a personal story, it did help them. So like in that situation, so I can't I can't basically read your mind as far as what is your secret sauce. But what I found again and again and again is that everyone has kind of a secret sauce on what is life-giving in the way they communicate? And it doesn't always make sense. I'm trying to get at it with these archetypes. It's not always comprehensive and perfect, yeah. right? There's like the voice, the human voice and our power to help others and serve and transform others. It's complicated. It's, you know, sorry about the dog. We have a dog situation. Anyway, um, it's complicated. It's nuanced. And, and some of the best ways to get at that is just by asking people you serve. I love that field studies. Um, great, um, great answer. Great um, information. So uh, this is all fantastic. I love these archetypes because I think it really does help us understand um, basically our best ways to communicate and our best ways that we can communicate how we love helping people. And um, I, I love the, the thought behind this because I think it's more than just posting pictures of our what we ate for dinner on Instagram. There's more to it, and, and I love this. Um, what final message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Hmm. I would say that even if you might feel discouraged about not having the impact you want to have on others, that you innately have a heart for service 
And it's just a matter of tapping back into that and getting back out there. It, it doesn't have to be that complicated. Maybe I'll leave it at that. Like there's always <laughs> something you absolutely love doing on behalf yeah. of someone. And I love that. And when we think about that, it's going to help us reveal a bit of ourselves there. And I, and I like that. Um, this is fantastic. Um, and so listeners, I highly encourage you to, uh, to take a look at the, the, the stuff that uh, Christina has on her website, the free assessment. So Christina, how can people find out more about you, uh, your company and, this, and the, uh, the assessment? Yeah, sure. It's right on my website. So you can just grab that link. and. I'm on Facebook and I'm also on LinkedIn. Uh, and yeah, those are probably the best ways. Okay, fantastic. And listeners, you can find all those links in the show notes here below. And I highly encourage you to check this out. At least go and take this free assessment and understand a little bit more about yourself uh, and the best ways that you work to help people and how that can help you communicate better with your audience and with the, the people that are, you are trying to help. So uh, highly encourage you to do that. Take a look at the show notes below here, and really, uh, and I encourage you to ch- uh, if this is really resonating with you, uh, you know, connect with Christina and see if she can help you take that to the next level. If you feel a little bit lost, like I do sometimes when it comes to marketing communication, then you, you've I've just introduced you to an expert that can help you clarify that. And that's what this whole show is about: is just introducing different concepts to you to help you be more successful in your leadership journey. So, Christina, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for sharing this, these archetypes and new ways to think about how we communicate with our customers. I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all this expert advice. Yeah, it was really fun. Thank you so much, Sean. It was great to talk to you. Great to talk to you as well. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying, take care and lead well. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, please visit our website at www.deepleadershippodcast.com or johnsrenny.com. Until next time, take care. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric acid.